Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download eBooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast. Well, Roland, welcome to another episode of CareCast. Or, well, actually, I shouldn't really be saying that to you, right? I should be no, saying that to... Yeah. Are you saying I'm not welcome? <laughs> on, That's on, it. On all I'm the done. other episodes, I can't not... work under these conditions. <laughs> <laughs> you were not, not welcome. Uh, but this time you are. No, you're always welcome here. And of course, our listeners are, are always welcome. And we're, we're grateful to have you guys listening. Actually, we're, you know, I think we're approaching our, our 100th episode, wow. I believe. So, I don't feel a day over like 50. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Because wow. we've done one a year for the last hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> Even before they had electricity. Right. We were doing these. We were doing podcasts before it was cool. Before it was cool in the caves. We were just like yeah. scratching it out. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. And those sounds say a lot. So yeah, so we're coming up on our hundredth episode here. And so we'll have to do something special for that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, um, but that said, I think that... Um, there, there was another, you know, as as we've discussed on here on CareCast, we often ha- end up having conversations in the hallway or in devotions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you typically are you come up with a really great insight that really helps folks think about issues that they maybe already believe and agree with, but they might not necessarily have a great way of explaining why they necessarily believe that. And you do a really great job of kind of unpacking things. Oh, thank you, Vince. Yeah, no problem. And so people can really say, oh. I get it now. That's that's why this makes so much sense to me. So th- the latest one, I think, on that list is, you know, we have this research. We did a, a national survey of women in abortion. Mm-hmm. And we asked them, who are you most likely to tell about your abortion decision? And b- by far and away, the number one answer they gave was the father of the child. Yep. And then we also asked, who was the most influential in your abortion decision? And by far and away, it was the father of the child. So you had this insight about, so why... Why would if if the cultural mantra right is my body my choice right absolutely so she has no legal moral spiritual you know social social no, economic, responsi- economic responsibility to get him involved in that decision right so why would she why would she tell him so you you came up with a really great analogy about you know why would you tell somebody something like that right you know like what 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 is going through your head in terms of why you and you you talked about. Mowing yeah. your lawn. So, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, because I, I think the principle that the culture would have you believe is that, you know, this is a, a this is a decision between a woman and her doctor. And, you know, the, the guy you know has no role there and is, you know, is mm-hmm. a, you know, it's kind of an interloper. And that's codified in Roe v. Wade, because mm-hmm. actually what that decision did was it actually delinked fatherhood and motherhood in the womb. Mm-hmm. So now legally women become mothers at conception and men become fathers at birth. Right. And by the way, that, there's a whole podcast on that just in terms of the impact that's had on the culture. Yeah. But essentially, because because essentially at conception legally, you're actually not a father. Right. Right. right? Therefore, rights and responsibilities are linked. You have no rights to there. Therefore, you have no responsibilities, no obligations, right. that kind of thing. And therefore, right. she should view him that way, that he's got no he's got no rights here because yep. the court system basically has said he has no rights. Right. Mm -hmm. So why would you engage somebody in a process where they actually have no rights? Yeah. Yeah. And you have no obligations. Right. No. And and that's absolutely true. And I was going to say before we actually get to the reason why we think that women are so likely to tell the man 
what our culture would say the reason is that that she tells him is so that he could say, I support whatever decision you make. Exactly. Right. So the, the so our culture would say the only reason a woman would tell a man about this decision that she has no obligation to tell him about is so that he can just say to her, I support whatever decision you make. But I think the analogy that you're about to unpack shows that that's very unlikely to be the case, that she's she's telling him just to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. Because, she again, she has no obligations mm-hmm. to tell him in any way, shape or form. And it's problematic to mm-hmm. tell him. Right. It's risky. Right? It's risky to tell him. Right. right. Because if she tells him, he could tell other people that she doesn't want to know. Or she could, he could just disagree with her he decision, could and that with could create her, all kinds, of, all kinds of problems, and this that, and the, so, so I think if a woman really, truly wants to have an abortion, right. and her mind is set mm-hmm. that she wants to have an abortion, mm-hmm. guess what? She's not going to tell anyone. She's not going to tell anybody who she thinks could have an opinion mm-hmm. or could have an opinion that's counter to hers mm-hmm. because that's just problematic. Yeah. Yeah. So clearly, that's not the case. So the way I've kind of thought about it is like sort of if my if my neighbor. Who has a a big lawn, right? Mm-hmm. Who has a big lawn that's very difficult to cut, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, were to were to come to me and and kind of lean over the fence and say, "Well, you know, I'm going to cut my lawn today," mm-hmm. I I don't think my neighbor would be telling me that to say, "I support whatever decision you make, mm-hmm. your lawn, your choice." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think that he might be telling me that, <laughs> right? Because he might want to, some assistance from yes. me in some way, shape, he or form. He wants or needs something from you exactly be... because he already knows that it's. His lawn and his choice. Right, right. And so there may be he may be wanting some assistance from me in terms of why he why he's asking me asking me to do that. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same analogy that we you know, we talked about in terms of like if you're on a diet, right? right. And you and you and you're in a restaurant and you've got a friend with you or something and, and there's something that's on the menu that you want that you know is not good for your diet and that you shouldn't have or whatever. And um but you know, if if you really want to have it, you just order it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if you really say, well, maybe I shouldn't mm-hmm. have this, a lot of times what people will do is say, well, do you think I should have the blah, blah, blah? Right. Should right. I have the pasta? Yeah. You're only, you're only going to bring it up because you want that other person sitting across the table from you to intervene, get in, involved in some way. In you want some or way, need something from something. them. Something. And you're hoping that person yeah. would yeah. be moral support to say, you know what? You're on this diet. You know, maybe we should maybe you should pick something else. And he's like, that's just the support that I need. In fact, if you think about the whole like Weight Watchers or any of these yeah. diet plans, they're all actually built on that premise. It's all about community. About community because yep. the community supports you mm-hmm. to help you do something mm-hmm. right contrary yeah. <laughs> to what you would naturally want to do. What you would naturally want to do. Right. So when a woman comes to a guy and says, "I'm pregnant," mm-hmm. I don't think that the reason she's telling him that is because. She wants him to say, I support whatever decision you make. Right. Because she doesn't need him to say that. Right. That doesn't, that has no agency. Yeah. yeah. And why take the risk? Right. Why take the risk in saying, should I have the cookie yeah. when you're sitting next to, I don't know, Tony Horton or whatever, who's right. like the P90X guy. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you yeah, you yeah. know what he's likely to say, which is, no. no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Let's at least, talk about, at exactly. Least. And yeah. you just want, you know, you shouldn't, but you just, you want to, but you know you yeah. shouldn't, but you're hopeful. That yeah. this person, yeah. right, the kind yeah. of person is gonna is gonna help you make a decision yeah. which is different and the better decision. For right. You. So let's so let's bring this down to the personal level, Rollins. Yes. Okay. Because you ha- actually faced this very situation when you were in college. Yes. So your then girlfriend, now wife, Yvette, of yes. many many years. How many years is it now? We're, we're going on thirty nine. Oh, wow. Thirty nine. Wow. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um. So yeah. So your then girlfriend, now wife, Yvette. 
came to you in college and told you, Rollin, I'm pregnant. Why, why did she tell you that? What yeah. did she want to hear from you? She did not want to hear, I support whatever decision you make. Right. What she wanted to hear from me, which is what I said to her, was, was uh, I'm going to be a husband to you and I'm going to be a father to our child growing inside of you. And interestingly, we bear out all the things that came out in the survey. I was the only one she ever told. No one knew she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Not her father, not, no one, not her best friend. No one knew she was pregnant except me. Right. I just had a conversation um, um, a couple of weeks ago with, with, with someone after I had uh, spoken at a church. guy comes up to me, and they had made the abortion decision. And, and you know, it was after. Actually, it happened earlier in the week, and, and we were talking about that, and, you know, and he wanted to kind of move through a process of repentance and that kind of thing. But it was interesting when I started to talk to him about the situation. I said, so who knew? She only told me. Mm-hmm. She only yeah. told me. Her, 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 and no one else in her family knows about it. It knows about knew about the pregnancy or nor knows about the abortion. Mm-hmm. Everything that bears out in the statistic. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately that when when she told him, mm-hmm. he 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 basically did the I support this whatever decision. Exactly. He made he he basically in fact, probably a little more strongly saying, Well, maybe it's maybe it's a good idea. In other words, you should have that cookie. Right, 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 right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So 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 he's a key, key influencer mm-hmm. on the decision that she mm-hmm. makes, which is what basically the survey shows, right? Because right. we asked, who's right. the most influential in your decision to right. abort? Yeah. Who is it? The father of the child. Yep. Yep. And that kind of gets to kind of why the pro-choice folks mm-hmm. may be wanting to keep this guy right. away from the decision. Yeah, the whole no womb, no say thing. Exactly. They, they, they've, they've, been, they've spent decades saying that men have absolutely nothing of value to say around the abortion issue. Right. Because I think they know kind of what I know, which right. is that he's a key influencer. Yeah. And if I built a whole social, economic, philosophical model around mm-hmm. abortion mm-hmm. being really just a consumer product that women want and need, mm-hmm. I don't want any friction. Right. Right. In in their path to pursue it. Right. And and, and that's and that's a key aspect. Of yeah. It, right. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, getting that guy involved is is that's that's where the that community yes. right starts to get built. Where people are kind of making decisions together, right? Yes. Um, and again, that's problematic for an industry that's built around trying to isolate women yes. um, and create en- enmity between the woman and whoever else might influence that decision. Absolutely, because yeah. because really, what you what you really have is is is, is you create a, a scenario where it's it's sort of like this this isolation and enmity, right? Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. this conflict, right? Mm-hmm, autonomy mm-hmm. and enmity is the way I talk about it. Yeah. Right? Autonomy, my body, my choice, which creates enmity between the woman and the man, mm-hmm. right? My body, my choice. In other words, not your body, not your choice. So mm-hmm. there's enmity, conflict there. Mm-hmm. My body, my choice to the child growing inside is doing everything in its power to live. Mm-hmm. So, right? And my body, my choice to the culture, to everybody else, creates enmity. And God is a God of unity and community. Mm-hmm. It's reflected in the Godhead, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, in unity and in community. We were created to what? In the image of God, which is an image of what? Unity and community, which is why, what was the first thing, that one of the first things that, that God did with Adam? It's not right for you to be, good for you to be alone. Mm-hmm. He created Eve, unity and community. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and so basically abortion is a, a autonomous act that leads to enmity, mm-hmm. right? And life, mm-hmm. which you see in this biblical narrative, is built on this notion of unity and community. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to make a decision, mm-hmm. right, the evil one wants you to be isolated, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Isolated. And that's mm-hmm. basically what happened with this guy that I talked to. Mm-hmm. When he said, when he says, I support whatever decision you make, it's not involving him. Mm-hmm. It's actually pushing it away. It's basically saying, 
I support whatever decision you make. In other words, you basically just isolated right. the person. Right. You right. pushed them away. You didn't involve yourself right. in it. So you actually right. play into that narrative, which makes abortion much, which makes abortion a much more likely uh, right. thing to ha- happen. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so as a result, because of what we know, you know, now when 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 uh, a woman comes into a pregnancy center. And we have the conversation uh, about the father. You know, it used to be like, well, does the father know? And then the next question would be, well, what does he think about it? Right. But we've changed that really mm-hmm. because now the question is, well, did you tell the father? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if he says yes or no, because the next question is, why did you tell him mm-hmm. or why didn't you tell him? Mm-hmm. In other words, what were you hoping that he would say? Right. Right. And right. then, then I, and, and I'm confident it's not, I support whatever decision you make. Right, right. And it really starts to get into her hopes and her dreams and her desire for him to be what in unity and community as it pertains mm-hmm. to supporting this child. On yeah. the highest level of that, obviously, is him saying, I'll be a husband to you and a father to our child growing inside of you. And that yeah. creates an on-ramp yeah. for us to basically to engage men in this process, which we know, mm-hmm. since he's the most influential in her decision mm-hmm. to, to, uh, to make life and for building a God-honoring family, we want him involved in the process, whereas the other side wants him out of the process because Satan thrives in what? Isolation. Right. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, and, and again, it goes back to this other theme that we are always talking about here on CareCast, um, which is that when it comes to the abortion issue, people throw out all the reason and logic they would use to think about any other issue. Yeah. And so when you're talking about this idea of you know unity and community, I mean, that again, that's the principle behind so many other areas where we want to help people make healthy decisions, right? Yeah. Alcoholics Anonymous, Weight Watchers, right? The whole idea is that you are supposed to get together in a group and with, you know, with things like AA, you have a, a mentor that's, yes. that's, you know, paired with you. Yes. And it's it's for this and it, exact And in the reason, workplace, right? what do we say? Oh, no, teams. Like there's wisdom in teams, right? Yeah, yeah, Biblically, yeah. there's wisdom in the council of many. Well, you're making nice with it. Don't be a, no, no man's an island. We, all that stuff we talk about in right. every other setting that there's better, better decisions in teams. You know, mm-hmm. if you, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. If you want to go far, go with others. I mean, that's right. the African proverb. Like right, right, right. everywhere else. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're, we're kind of leaning into what we see from the biblical narrative of how we were created yeah. for unity and community, except in this issue. Yep. And, and, it's, and it's all, it's embodied in that my body, my, my choice. My body, my choice. Yeah. So if it's counter to everything we know in terms of how God designed us for unity and community, where do you think it's coming from? Right, right. Yeah. W- right. When you think about it just from yeah. a spiritual sam- yes, standpoint, absolutely. it tells you clearly that abortion, it comes from the evil one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't come from God. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it doesn't. We're not designed for that. We're designed yeah. for unity and community. Yeah. And so when she says to him, I'm pregnant, mm-hmm. I'm pregnant, that is a call for him to step into unity and community mm-hmm. with her. Uh-huh. And when you think about the whole birth process and what happens in a pregnancy, it's all unity and community. The man and woman come together, right? Come together in the sexual act, right? Mm-hmm. So the sperm and the egg unite. Unity. Mm-hmm. And, and then the and unity and community, right? And then the egg, what? Implants in the womb. Unity and community. And then the woman feeds that child through how she lives. Unity and community. And then the child is born, right? Mm-hmm. Unity and community, that process. And then the woman invites the man into that process. And the, the family is there, unity and community. Because the first community is actually the family. Right, absolutely. So you can see that this life narrative is actually connected very much to how we were designed mm-hmm. in the image of God by our creator. Mm-hmm. And you can see that the abortion one mm-hmm. is actually counter to that. Yeah. Absolutely counter to yeah. that. 
Yeah. It's yeah. A, from a spiritual standpoint. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and, and, you know, the ironic thing, as we mentioned, is that, you know, even even uh, even our even the you know parts of our culture that aren't necessarily Christian still have this this understanding generally when it comes to a lot of other things, right? But again, when it comes to abortion, all of that reasoning just kind of goes out the window. Why are we struggling with COVID? Right. Exactly. Because what does COVID do? It's isolated people. It's isolated people. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. You have your autonomy. Yeah. That's in. Well, no. People want what? Unity and community. People want, oh, I got to stand six foot, three foot, whatever. No, I want to get close. I want to be in unity and community with people. Mm -hmm. You see? So again, like you said, with abortion, it's totally opposite to everything in terms of how we're we're designed. That's one of the reasons why uh, we certainly stand against that in terms of the work we do here at CareNet. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and for more on that, actually, if you want to just learn more about CareNet, if you don't already know uh, all of that, you can go to care-net.org and and learn more about what we are doing to create unity and community in families. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Roland. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more pro-abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.